welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and requests quotes from Rue Department repairmen for every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And this week we are covering Jessica Jones, Season 1, Episode 3, aka It's Called Whiskey. Original air date, November 20th, 2015. And as a reminder of what happens at this episode, here's an IMDb summary. Jessica vows to prove Hope's innocence, even though it means tracking down a terrifying figure from her own past. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. All right. So hey, let's go ahead. And, oh, where did uh, you get the IMDb summaries from? Because that's a different one than I found. Oh, no, that's the one I copy pasted from our shared notes. I never go on IMDb. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I copied the wrong one. Because mine says it won't be easy. It won't be easy to acquire or deploy, but Jessica thinks she found a weapon against Kilgrave. Luke and Jessica bond over their similarities. No, no, I, I see what happened. Um, I copied the wrong one. I copied okay. that one from last week's episode. Okay. So, so really quickly, here's an IMDb summary. It won't be easy to acquire or deploy, but Jessica thinks she's found a weapon to use against Kilgrave. Luke and Jessica bond over their similarities. Ah! Oh, you got <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Reading. It's a skill. All right. So I guess now that we have first mistake done in under a minute, uh, let's go ahead and see how many more we can get within the next hour of us talking and uh, start on the first set of uh, conversation topics for for what happens in this episode. Uh, for the most part, things were pretty linear. So the, the break apart here um, is isn't too much but uh this first one is kind of right at the beginning and then right at the end so uh it's all around jessica and luke so the episode starts with jessica and luke getting it on followed by a conversation about their powers over tacos then they end they then end the night getting it on again (laughs) okay yeah i i mean i don't know what the appropriate reaction would be when i found out this my one night stand has superpowers but I mean, it, it feels like a logical uh, jump up, I guess. I mean, they're, they're both curious. They <laughs> kind of want to start testing their powers, and we see that happening yeah. on them. Um, yeah. Um, it, it reminds me of the Buffy episode when Buffy and Spike sex a house down uh, in season six. <laughs> Especially what happens later when they collapse the bed and like, are breaking the the wall and sh- and stuff. <laughs> I I'm trying to remember if this was the episode where uh, Luke Cage sends her a text later saying I bought a new bed. It is this one. <laughs> okay, all right, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. Like that's exactly what what would happen. Um, so what time is it in in the show? Because I mean, like a Luke's, day. Yeah, I mean, Luke's bar. I assume closes at normal bar hours mm-hmm. um, sometime between midnight and 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I have no idea. I mean, but in after... California, it's 2 a.m., but it might be different in different parts of the country. Yeah. Also, some bars just might close. Maybe it's a Tuesday night and they just want to close earlier, too. I think New York is, if I remember correctly, it's either like 6 a.m., something weird, or just mm-hmm. they don't have one, like a when they have to be closed. So something well, like that. It is a city that never sleeps. Or sobers up, apparently. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the bar closed, 
And then Luke went to Jessica's place. Mm-hmm. Right? He went to her place? Yes. Wait, this wait, scene no. is at his no, place. No, it's at his place. They have sex at her place. Well, wait. So he sawed himself. Mm-hmm. And then they went all the way to his place? Or is it yeah. the second time? Yeah, I think the second time they were at his place. Okay, that would make more sense. So. Okay, so they started her place, tacos, and then his place. Okay, all right, well, that makes sense, I guess. Yes, because it's after they break the bed was when she starts talking about what if there's someone else like them in Kilgrave and whatnot. Yes, that's true. Okay. All right, that works. That works for me. Um, Cool. (laughs) And so that was, well, basically the beginning of the episode. Let's flash all the way to the end of the episode um, when... Basically, Jessica shows up at Luke's place at the end and says, hey, uh, I basically changed my mind. Um, We got to break things off. Yeah. And that's about it. Um, I had no other good spot to actually put that. So I had no idea when we should talk about it. So I chose now. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, I actually want to go back a little bit to talk about their after sex conversation. All right. We'll Uh, rewind. Yep. Um, After. uh, Well, first of all. Uh, Luke Cage says "Sweet Christmas," which is his catchphrase from the comics. <laughs> yes, yeah, and um, like he doesn't believe mind control is a possibility after him, like Luke, uh, existing and aliens and the Hulk and Asgard and yeah, but mind control is too perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I don't know. I don't know what makes mind control the line that people don't want to cross. Probably my assumption is it's the new one, right? That like none of the other things have like the other things are known now they exist, but this, no one's heard of this. So what if someone is just making it up, right? That sort of deal. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, you make sense. And Luke Cage as we see later in a few probably years in our recording time, he's not that much of a believer. Like he's totally disbelieving with all the, I'm going to be vague, all the defenders stuff from his, his new friends that he's fighting with to who he's fighting. He's not a big believer. Yeah. Well, he also even makes a comment about that in this scene too. He says something about, you know, I'm here. You can, touch my skin that kind of stuff but you can't touch my mind he had some weird yeah hippie line about that yeah man well when i think of luke cage i think hippie so it makes sense well yeah yeah <laughs> also uh random fact about luke cage i don't think i brought this up uh did you know nick cage took his name from luke cage i did not yeah um nick cage is actually a uh, coppola his real last name is coppola which, you know, the director of The Godfather and um, Apocalypse Now and a bunch of other stuff. <clears throat> is, is he related to him? Yeah, he, uh, like uh, Francis Ford Coppola, I think, is his uncle. Oh. Yeah, so he wanted to make it in Hollywood without like relying on his extremely famous uncle. So he changed his name to um, from Nicholas Coppola to Nicholas Cage, taking the name from Luke Cage because he's a huge comic fan. Oh, I did not know that. So, um... 
Luke, it's your fault we have Nicolas Cage in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and those horrible, horrible... Um... Oh, great. Now I can't remember off the top of my head. What were the movies that he did, Nick Cage did? Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. The horrible Ghost Rider movies. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so oh. I have a slight tangent. Ha- mm-hmm. Have you seen the documentary about the failed Superman movie? The- no, I didn't know there was one. Yeah, it's called The Death of Superman Lives. Um, <laughs> but it was going to be Tim Burton directed in the early 90s with Nick Cage as Superman. I'm like... <laughs> I know it would have like destroyed set superhero movies back like a, well, it was been as bad as the Schumacher um Batman movies, but I really like nowadays Tony really wants to see what that looks like, like Christopher Walken as Brainiac and I can't remember the rest, but it's a bunch of weird crap. Oh, oh I I really want to see Christopher Walken as Brainiac. Like I'm, I'm just imagining that in my head now mm-hmm. and. Oh, Christopher Walken's Brainiac. Um, Kevin Spacey is Lex Luthor, which he was eventually Lex Luthor in Superman Returns. But apparently there was a scene where they meld together Voldemort style with Brainiac on the back of Lex Luthor's head and Kevin Spacey doing a um, a Christopher Walken ex- impression. That was the plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need to watch right, I gotta find this. All right, all right. I got to find this documentary. Okay. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Sweet Christmas. (laughs) Away from Parallel Universe Rewind, back to this. All right. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, Luke Luke is super skeptical, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was the point of my whole Superman tirade. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So, yeah. Um, that's pretty much it, I, I guess. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, do you have anything else, Tony, about this this whole part of the storyline of the episode? Mm, nope, not about anything else with Luke in this episode. Okay, sounds good. Then we'll move on to the next storyline section sure. spot. Yeah, section section. All right, let's go with the word section. <clears throat> Jessica hatches a dastardly plan to get a hold of Sefentanil, the one weakness Kilgrave has, now that we know for certain that his kidneys aren't a weakness. After some trial and error, Jessica realizes she can use Malcolm as a distraction to get the Sefentanil. So that's what she does. Um, isn't like a mouth gag another weakness? Just literally put like duct tape over his mouth and you're good? <laughs> um... I don't know. I'm going to bring this up later. Yeah, I I think, well, later in this episode or later in the um in the season. Uh, let me double check my notes. Yes, uh later in this episode. So yeah, there there are a couple of points that I want to bring up. So I'll I'll, I'll bring that up later. Then I will. But, hold off. Okay, all right. Cool. Now um, let me scroll back up and find my spot. Right. Sorry, you were saying, Tony? Um, yeah, I had to look into... Uh, to, I don't even know what... Sufentanil. The drug. The drug that we will be saying a lot in this episode that apparently I cannot say. <laughs> apparently it's like it's an opioid. It's part of the you know the opioid crisis we have right now. Which I had no idea what it was. 
Yeah, you know, my my first reaction was that name sounds a little familiar. However, it's on a TV show. Obviously, it's fake. Oh, no, it's it's real. Okay, I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, all the drug names kind of blend together, unless, you know, you're in the medical field, probably. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Hopefully. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I did like um, that uh, Hogarth's wife uh, prescribes her an antipsychotic, which honestly is probably not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that that was uh, the first, I guess, failed uh, attempt that Jessica had trying to get Sifetanil from uh, from Jerry's wife, which um, I guess is good. It sounds like because she's not a surgeon, she doesn't have access to that kind of stuff, she says. So I'm assuming that's how it actually works in real life. I would hope so. Yeah, I mean, very far away from surgery. My wife is a medical assistant in a family practice. And, like, there's locks on everything, as there should be. There are logs about who gets what drug. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go too far ahead. But I call shenanigans on something that happens later. But we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Um one of the other failed attempts that Jessica had was uh, she goes up to Luke and asks if he knows any uh, drug dealers that can help her get any. I own, I own a bar in New York. Of course, I, I know drug dealers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then she sees uh, her buddy Malcolm, her neighbor buddy Malcolm, uh, super Our high. friendly neighborhood dr- uh, junkie. That's right. Malcolm, friendly neighborhood junkie. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she realizes that she can use him as a distraction. So uh, earlier in the episode, something we completely skipped over, was that Jessica went to a hospital and decided, all right, this is the one. This is the one she's going to steal from. And that's the one she returns to with Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uses him as a distraction, pushes him over, and uses, causes... Uses him and New York's innate racism as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, then everyone, I guess, is completely distracted by that? Yeah. I mean, it couldn't be anything the white girl did. That's true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but at and... the same time... Hmm? Oh, go ahead. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, at the same time... Um, now, I don't know what time of day this is happening. I don't remember if they like showed it or not. But either way, I can't remember. I just assume nighttime. Mm-hmm. Um, this emergency room, what it looks like, is not super busy. And so they they can get distracted by things. Yeah. Like that? Yeah. I mean, um, I was going to call shenanigans about when she walks in the thing and she's going to slide the door open and just get all the Sunetta fill she wants. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I Now, I have no idea what that system looks like, but given what you've just described, it sounds like there's a bit more work to it. Well, yeah, I mean, if this is an opioid, it's highly addictive, people want to steal it uh, and probably sell on the streets or just use it themselves. You need to keep that locked up. <laughs> yeah, at a minimum, somewhere in the back more, right? Less, not exactly a door that someone could just easily walk into that's not locked yeah like but, i know she has some power that she can you know some strength to open a door but eh. yeah i mean i re i like went back a little bit to see if she like broke the lock because every time she breaks the lock they have the like tink the sound but nope there was no sound she just slid it open 
Um, also, where the hell security? I mean, every hospital I've been into is hard to get back into that back room if you're not, like, related to someone who's there or already called back. They're just walked back into the doctor's office spot. Yeah, exactly. That, that was the other thing I was going to say, too. Like, there's no stopping her. <laughs> Ugh. Um, I will give her points for making sure she grabbed a couple of vials of sufentanil. Uh-huh. So, you know, usually we'll see something like this and they'll only get one because they only need one. But then it becomes a whole plot point later that they lose it or almost, you know, break it or something. And then they have to deal with that. Yeah. So. Also, um, she I'm assuming she might have looked it up online. But from what we see, she has no context on how much Nineveh will knock someone out versus how much will kill somebody. There was whole, like, I don't know to be an anesthesiologist if that's a doctorate, but it's definitely at least a master's in <laughs> making sure you don't OD someone or put too little. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I don't know what's involved with that either, but I do know there's a reason why that's like. The most or one of the most highest paid uh, and highest uh, stressful jobs in surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, although I, mm-hmm. I... It probably wouldn't break her heart if she killed Kilgrave. <laughs> well, isn't that her plan? I'm actually not sure. Oh, no. She wants him alive to um, prove that hope's not a murder. Ah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So... And then of what could happen, what happens later in this episode, um, she could have murdered, she could murder multiple people in this series. <laughs> that accident. is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so Jessica gets her fentanyl and then she uh, walks out, sees Malcolm on her way out, considers uh, doing something to help him, but nope, leaves him stone cold. Mm hmm. That's all I had for that. You got anything, Tony? No, I think we covered everything for this part. All right, cool. I I, I gotta say, it feels like we're really breezing by this episode so far. Um, I don't know why. It just feels like interesting pace. I think you just jinxed it. The next section is going to go for 40 minutes. Oh, Probably not, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. Actually, just looking at it doesn't seem like something that'll take long. So anyway, <laughs> let's just jump into it. Jerry wants Hope to announce her story to the world. Initially against the idea, uh, Jessica later convinces Trish to interview her on her radio show, Trish Talk. During the interview, Jerry tells the listeners that Hope is delusional. To argue against her, Trish begins insulting Kilgrave, so much so that Jessica breaks into the recording room to stop her. But it was too late because Kilgrave heard and even calls into the show as a first-time caller. (laughs) Tony, why don't we have any callers on our show? Well, see, um, this episode will drop in like four weeks, maybe more. I actually don't know. I might be closer to six weeks. Um, and no one has time traveling phones yet. So hmm. That's pretty much the reason. Also, okay, it's not like that episode of South Park. No, where they're stealing our gerbs. That one. <laughs> no, the the one where. Cartman freezes himself because he can't wait two weeks to buy a Nintendo Wii. And so Ah. he ends up like 200 years in the future. And then he he buys a a time-traveling phone to talk to Butters in the present time. Anyway, uh uh-huh. 
You ever see the Saturday Night Live sketch uh, where they try the non-live call-in show? And the guy's no. just like getting angrier and angrier because they're calling about last week's program. <laughs> and then they show flashbacks <laughs> of the previous week or the next week's program. Like, no, that was last week. This is this week. We're talking about dogs and tutus, not uh, monkeys who fly planes or whatever they were talking about. And it's just getting more and more frustrated as the show goes on. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, I, I propose that let's add this to our list. Someday we'll do a live episode. Okay. And listeners, if you have any interest, let us know on Twitter. That's pretty much the easiest way to, to get a hold of us. <laughs> we never check Facebook. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you should or all be on Facebook, can... too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or you can also ask us questions by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite uh, podcasting app. So where were we? We were talking about uh, this interview. Yeah. Uh, so, mm-hmm. um, is it during the interview or is it beforehand when they talk about um, like the son of Sam and he thought the dog was talking to him, the serial killer? Was that a different part? I don't know. Oh, now I'm trying to remember because I didn't write that down. It's in the radio when she's buying booze in the bodega. I don't know if you're gonna cover that or if I'm gonna skip over that. Oh, uh, no, honestly, I just kind of skipped over that scene. It was a small thing. Um, there are two. There are actually a few parts I want to talk about that, but we can talk about that after we talk about the current stuff. Okay. All right. Sure. Okay. So, um, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Where are we? oh Trish talks? Okay, I had to go down. All right. I, I thought you were going somewhere with that. Otherwise, I would have interrupted you. Yeah. So so we're, we're at the interview uh, and Hope is talking and she's, uh, I mean, understandably super uh, sad and crying as having to uh, be stuck reliving that whole moment and uh, answering Trish's questions. Um, but one of the big things there is that Hope said that she didn't want to kill her parents. She tried to. And, you know, this is something we've heard from everyone else who's been under uh, Kilgrave's power, but you know, she she uh, even during the entire time she didn't want to. Yeah, but oh well. Yeah. We also find out that Hogarth's kind of an evil genius, which is I hope oh, like yeah. most high powered lawyers would be. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a reason she makes the big bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she tricks Trish into defending mind control, which is not the craziest thing that's happened in the MCU that everyone knows about. A little guy who turns into a big giant green guy. That's the craziest thing that everyone knows about. That is true. Everyone does know about him. Yeah. Or like alien gods. This is a lot of weird shit. <laughs> do they do they actually know? Uh, I guess they do, right? Because all that shield information got leaked in uh the Winter Soldier. Yeah, but I'm I'm murky on the timeline because this is pre Sokovia post um battle of new york but i don't know where it is in the captain america timeline or any of the other timelines other than the avengers okay i i was under the assumption that when something comes out it happens basically then um and i know that they kind of have an official ish sort of like timeline calendar but Mm -hmm. that's like hard to find too and i'm not even sure that's 100 percent official yeah i mean i take it as until they 
Well, they've definitely said everything before Defenders takes place before, um, before Ultron. I know that for sure. Oh, okay. Yes, and then the the next reference that I remember after Defenders to the wider MCU is in Jessica Jones season two. She references something that happens in Civil War. Okay, but, so there's yeah. some time there. Yeah, and like. Punisher, not that they would, but like Punisher and uh, Dare, no, not. When did Daredevil season three come out? Um, this uh, within this past year. Pre or post Infinity it. War? Post. Okay, yeah. So Daredevil, Punisher season two, and I'm assuming Jessica Jones season three, which in our timeline comes out on Friday. Um. They don't make reference to the snap, and that's kind of a yeah. big deal. Yeah, yeah, the, those <laughs> I assume have to be before Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know where everything in places. I just know Jessica Jones season two happens post Civil War because of one thing she references, which we'll talk about in seventeen years, or whatever. <laughs> and eventually we'll get there. Okay, gotcha. All right. So, I don't remember how we got to that conversation, but I do I was, remember... I was talking about the weird, the weird crap that they know or don't know about. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Kill so, Jerry says... <laughs> so, Jerry says, hope is crazy. Um, and then Trish goes on that whole spiel that you were just talking about. Um, but then, uh, then Kilgrave calls in because he is not happy about what Trish is saying about him. No. And, Which uh, is mean things like his toes stink and British accents sound weird. Exactly. Which if we have any British listeners, they kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> and if we um, don't have any British listeners, then they're perfect. <laughs> it's conditional. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. Um, so one of the things I want to mention, Kilgrave, when he was you know, basically threatening her that entire time, uh, I forget what exactly he asked, but he, he asked a question, and but he ended his whole statement with, I'll take my answer off the air. Did he just announce to everyone that, like, he knows her sort of thing? Because um, it, it feels like he he really just kind of went out and said, uh, you know, without saying so many words, like, yep, I'm Kilgrave. What you going to do about it? You and I are going to meet later. Evil laughter. Possibly. Or because I don't call I don't listen to talk radio. I listen to podcasts, which they, as we established, don't have people call in usually. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe taking the um, your answer off the air is just an option. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Probably not, but I don't have a context. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. All right, all right, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Make, it makes sense. Or maybe he was referring to, like, Twitter or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'll take my answer on Twitter. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Off the air. <laughs> uh. All right. Um, do you have anything else for the interview itself? No. That's about it. Okay. All right, then let's just skip on to the very next scene of this and a little bit more for the episode. <clears throat> After the interview with Hope, Jessica, and Trish argue about Trish's safety. 
when suddenly a crazed fan asks Trish for an autograph and accidentally slips and falls onto Trish's knee. Later that day, Officer Not Homer Simpson arrives at Trish's apartment to ask her about the earlier altercation. After some time, Trish is convinced to let the officer inside, and he immediately attacks. But not to worry, the hero, Jessica Jones, arrives just in the nick of time to kill Trish Walker. <gasps> dun dun dun! Alright. Um. <laughs> I did not see that twist coming, I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> so what the hell is this guy doing just grabbing her on the arm that's just uh, rude anyway well yeah obviously I, mean, I'm, should, I don't know if you should get his ass kicked like that but yeah probably not to be fair she was on edge she was just threatened by this guy who can send anyone to get her and hey a random person just showed up um, but no you're right I mean uh, Tony, you and I, we have to deal with crazed fans all the time because mm, of the show, the right? But we've never attacked them. And never once, I'm sure, have any of them slipped and fallen onto our knees. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did run into someone who listens to our podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yesterday. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I was at the store and some guy commented on my shield shirt. And I was like, yeah, I run a Marvel podcast. Like, oh, which one? MC Rewind. It's like, oh, yeah, is you Tony or Al? I'm like, Shh, what the hell? <laughs> you can't tell by the voice. No, oh, right. I'm a real fan. <laughs> anyway, thank you, random guy. Please leave us a review on Apple yeah. Podcasts or your favorite <laughs> podcast uh, listening app. Um, <laughs> so after this happens... Jessica gets Trish back to her apartment and uh, Jessica also mentions that she puts a tracking app onto Trish's phone. Mm-hmm. Um, PSA to everyone. Just don't, don't do this. Don't, don't ever <laughs> use any of those apps. Uh, they leak your info. They're horrible. You can find tons of security flaws. If you go online and read about, about them, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, unless, and don't do that to your Al, children too. <laughs> now, unless there's a mind controller who is threatening you or your friends. I mean, desperate times, desperate measures, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, just in general, it's it's just a horrible idea. Yeah, I mean, other than that one specific um, case, don't mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Right. yeah. And I know that that's probably, a, uh, a, it's an un- uncommon case. It's probably like 13, 14% of the time. But, you know, for that other um, 83% of the time, you probably don't want to. You did the math wrong. <laughs> It was 85 or 86%. <laughs> or 86, 87, because these are 13, 14. 86 or 87% are fine. It's okay. I'm not a teacher. Um, <laughs> there's no math in any of your job, so it's okay. That's true. Hmm. I use a calculator. Wait a minute. That still involves math. Yeah, right? No. Uh, anyway, all right. So, uh, Officer Simpson shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Officer um, Abraham Simpson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that his first name? No, it's Will. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I didn't actually know his first name. So, uh, I think you so, would have noticed if it was a- if his name was Abe Simpson. That's true. I, I would have. <laughs> I just assumed that they didn't say his first name. Honestly, I'm not sure if they do in this episode. They might 
say in the next episode. Okay, got it. Spoilers. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, sorry if you haven't watched next week's episode yet. Uh, so he gets inside. He, he, you know, he does the the thing to convince Trish that uh, she should open the door anyway, right? He's like, hey, you know, if you. If you really want, I can come back later, but then I'm going to have to show up with an arrest warrant. It's going to be a whole deal, and you probably don't want us to do that. So uh, the second that door opens, he goes into full-on attack mode. And, um, yeah. And I got to say, good on Trish. I mean, she was ready. She had that stick thing, that nightstick whatever ready that I... I, you know, I've never actually held one of those things. I, I always assume, just by the look of them, that it's like six ounces and it doesn't actually do any damage. Yeah, I'm really I, get curious. That, I get that feeling too, but, I mean, people use them for self-defense, so... Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to buy one now, just out of curiosity. Or just go to a store that has one and hold it for three seconds. But, <laughs> yeah, that might be a little better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she, I mean, she's ready. And, and we did completely skip over the scene earlier in this episode where, uh, Jessica shows up and Trish explains to her all this stuff about, um, you know, but Hey, I work out a ton and all that stuff and, mm-hmm. and her uh, panic room and her <laughs> locks and all that doesn't matter if you open the freaking door, you, Trish, just wait for your lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait for a lawyer and wait for Jessica yeah that's probably a safe bet too yeah yeah, but all right um yeah so this doesn't go uh too well for trish unfortunately uh she's still taken down by someone twice her size which Mm -hmm. is gonna happen and uh but man she put up a really good fight i gotta give her that one um but uh jessica arrives out of nowhere i guess so jessica only takes the elevator when when she's with trish i guess she jumped through the window Mm-hmm. Now, I went back and looked to see what room Trish uh, lives in, what apartment number. It's 1904. Mm-hmm. It usually means she's on the 19th floor. Or the 18th, if they skip the 13th floor. Okay, fair. Did she just jump 18 stories in one jump? Or do a bunch of tiny jumps? Or just climb up the um, fire escapes and she doesn't really have superpowers? Either way, it's all very noticeable to the people out on the street. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or it's option number four. Yeah. I'll mention that a little bit later. She, she, <laughs> I have an idea. Okay. She, to, she took the elevator, but accidentally hit the button that goes to the roof, and she went all the way to the roof and jumped off and landed on the balcony. Oh, that could it actually yeah. took twice as long. Because <laughs> she had to wait. There were other people also in the elevator. Oh, yeah. They had to get off. Uh, yeah. A guy like Will Ferrell and Elf just hit all the buttons, and she had to stop at every door, every floor. She's actually been there for the last hour. <laughs> is 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 there like one of those secret codes with elevators where you can like press a button three times and it turns off all of the selections? Is that an option? Because I would actually I, like to know that. I don't know. And if I did know, I wouldn't tell you because it's a secret. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I feel like that would exist. I feel like elevators would have something like that for just that reason. I think that's one of the reasons why it, they have like those emergency key things, right? 
Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so that so I, specifically only someone who has the key can do it? Yeah, probably like management and I mean they let the police police have a master one probably. I don't know. I'm just I'm just making stuff up right now. But it's possible. Okay, it's possible. That, that fits. The... I know they have the keys. The key thing. I was like, why would they have a key thing when anyone can use the elevator? But that would make sense. Okay, so that's just as possible in our real life as it is possible for someone with mind control powers to exist in the MCU. I yes, I guess. All right. <laughs> I don't know the levels of possibility, but they seem equal. Yeah, so somewhere in the same range, at least. I mean, you think about it. We've got the Mind Stone out there. We've got uh, Lorelai, the Asgardian. We've got Kilgrave. Um, what other versions of Mind Control do we have? Oh, we have the Mind Stone the, in the Scepter. Yeah. That Loki what did had. I, say for, I thought I said that first. Oh, then I, then I just wasn't paying attention. I think I said Mind Stone first. Whatever. Well then, I wasn't paying attention. I'm we have done. it. We have it recorded for the record. <laughs> Damn it! Don't ever share that with my wife. Um, <laughs> it's shared with the world. It's your wife's fault. She doesn't listen. <laughs> that's true. All right, I will even tell her that we recorded that. <laughs> Wait, no, no, that'll go nope, badly. No, that's not right. listen. <laughs> so, uh, Will Simpson, uh, <laughs> played by Will Tra- Will Travel, not spelled like the word travel. Um, He's been he's actually been another superhero. Probably one of the worst superheroes ever who once had his own TV show. DC's Human Target. Do you remember oh, that show? I do. I saw like one or two episodes. Was he the Human Target guy? He was well, he wasn't in that show, but he he was in he was in two episodes of Arrow as the Human Target. Oh, I did see those episodes. Yeah. Um that is like the worst superhero name ever (laughs) (laughs) so so i never fully understood that superhero like is is it just a skill or is it an actual power i don't know because yeah the little i understood just from the episodes of arrow it sounded like he was it was a skill and he was just really good at faking a death yeah um hold on <laughs> oh now I'm you have on, to look I'm it up. I'm on Wikipedia. Okay, all right. All right. Let's let's get this answered once and for all. The question that's been bothering us for ages. I mean, it's the only question I can think of now. Oh my god, he's had two TV shows. The oh. Human Target show back in 1990 and then 2009. <laughs> okay. Were they both on Fox? Um, now I got to scroll back down. Oh, all right. Well, I'm sorry. I got to stop asking you these questions because then you have to like search and read them. And then I have to keep talking to kill time. So it's not just boring to listen to It was on this. ABC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Apparently he assumes, uh, he assumes the identity of clients targeted by assassins and then he kills the assassins. Okay. So it, it kind of sounds like it's more of a skill sort of deal. Yeah, he's a ma- his abilities are master impersonator, exceptional athlete, a skilled detective, marksman, and martial athlete. Artist, I mean, martial artist. Um, those last three things should have all had their own dot. But no, they're all on the same bullet point. <laughs> just a problem I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, you can edit that. I could, but I won't. All right, that's fine. <laughs> huh. 
Well, okay. And I'm not going to go into Will Simpson's history, because that's a spoiler. Ah, okay. Well, good. I, mm-hmm. I was wondering about that. Okay. All right. Um, so, anything else for this? I mean, no, or we could I, just wrap it up. I mean, I think the only thing we should mention is Jess puts Atricia's phone with the Terrible Idea app in his pocket. That is true. And then he leaves. Okay. Well, I guess... Uh, guess we're ready to move on to the next thing Mm -hmm. uh but before we actually move on to the next storyline we have to read an ad from our sponsor and pay some bills so tony you know how i mentioned uh secret option number four i i do remember well i I, was i don't if i don't i'll pretend like i i listen i remember okay (laughs) Okay. so you know how i said i was gonna talk about it later Uh, i thought i was gonna talk about it I, i thought i was gonna talk about it now um, turns out I'm talking about that one next week. So, oh. <laughs> wait, hold on. Well, who's our sponsor for this week? We won't get paid, and we'll fudge some numbers. We'll just talk. We'll just do uh, next week's today, and we'll we'll uh, we'll split them up. So, um, Tony, do you know what I like about New York City? What do you like about New York City? I think is it the pizza? Is it the tall buildings? Is it the giant rats? That's right, the amazing views. Oh, and yes. you know what? <laughs> you know what gets in the way of those amazing views? Is it the smell of pizza? Is it the tall buildings? Is it the giant rats? Walls, god damn walls! I hate them so much. But it's okay. You're close. You're close. Yeah. Now, with Frankie Cool's outdoor elevator installation service, your building can have an elevator of the future. With a see-through enclosure, you don't even have to go into the building to elevate up to your floor. Frankie Cool will arrive and install the entire elevator system herself. And, if you plan it right, you can get one right into your unit. Or, even better, buy the platform-only module, and you can play a joke on your friends and make them think you jumped all the way up there with your superpowers. Use promo code MTU underscore rewind for a free installation estimate. Price does not include actual elevator. (sighs) I I still like the pizza. (laughs) 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 Or the giant rats. (laughs) Uh, What about the teenage turtles? Well, yeah, I mean, they're all right. They're a little annoying. I mean, they're stuck in the 90s slang. Come on, guys, grow up a little. (laughs) And they're teenagers, too. If but. you're teenagers, you weren't even alive in the 90s. Yep. Hey. Right. I had to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, turtles stay in, um, what is it, pubescent? Basically, you know, how you are as a teenager for like 90% of their life. Oh, so, so it's accurate. <laughs> Good yeah, to know. Biologically accurate. <laughs> Good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I gotta copy paste next week's ad read over. All right, I'll do that later. Hopefully, I don't forget. We'll see what happens next week. Oh, our memories are excellent. Uh huh. All right. You know who else's memory is excellent though? Um, Tony Stark's. Probably, but more specifically, Officer Simpson, because he remembers what to do next. Now that Officer Simpson believes Trish is dead, he goes back to Kilgrave's evil lair, a penthouse apartment. Jessica sees Kilgrave and plans to use the sufinanil on him, but decides it's better to save Simpson from killing himself instead. 
Kilgrave notices this and runs off, but not before telling the other people to stop Jessica. She doesn't find Kilgrave, but she does find his creepy picture room. To close this out, Jessica convinces Simpson he successfully jumped off the building. Yeah, so Kil- I'm assuming Kilgrave runs away because he's afraid that Jessica can't be controlled because she resisted once. Yeah, that's something I know comes up later in the season. I don't know if he's assuming that now, but um, when, when do the flashbacks happen with her escaping him? Is it this episode or is it next week's episode? I think it was this episode. We do see... I'm pretty sure it's this week's episode where we see him screaming at Jessica and she just keeps walking away. Okay. Uh, you know what? Yes. Um, I see that oh. in my notes now. It, it is this episode. Also, I remember like making a note that David Tennant's not in the next episode at all. So. Oh. Okay. Well, then that like doubly uh, proves that. Man, we are so bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking notes. It's been like two years. Ugh. All right. Anyway, back to this. Um um, yeah, no, that's that's a, a really good point about that, um, because in the flashback that we see in this scene, uh, this is where uh, Kilgrave tells Jessica to, quote, take care of her, uh, as in kill the woman um, who I don't remember if we ever get her name in this episode or before yet. Yes, but, uh, we do. Oh, because okay. um, when she l- looks at the photo in the weirdest place to keep a photo of a loved one. Luke Cage's medicine cabinet. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that's Reva, my ex, or um, like something that she died, not ex, but like mm-hmm. dead wife or something like that. But yeah, we know about Reva. Okay, cool. I I'm also horrible with names, so I didn't even uh, notice that. But uh, um, yeah, so we see that here, and then this is where Jessica just kind of walks off in her um, trance, basically of I guess uh, freedom. But, uh, you know, everything wearing off, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. So speaking of that line, uh, this is what I was going to mention earlier. So in that flashback, Kilgrave says to Jessica, um, Jessica, take care of her. Also, when he tells uh, Simpson to you know jump off the building, he says, not that way, officer, that way. And he points out the window for him to leave that way. Um, there is like two two different statements right there that have some specific intent and i i mean it could mean something else like maybe simpson could have just climbed down the building that could have been an option but no he immediately jumped to the conclusion of jumping off uh same thing with uh, jessica saying or you know just killing the woman instead of uh i don't know taking her somewhere yeah, or like giving her a blanket, a good good meal, some place to sleep, you know, taking care of her. Yeah, exactly. Being um, nice. I do have a rebuttal to this, but the evidence is in a later episode, so. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right. But the, the, this is what I meant earlier when you were talking about if you put like a, you know, duct tape on his mouth or some kind of gag, then he wouldn't be able to do anything. So. Yeah, but you still, he still has to say something. At least it's as far true. as we know. He's not... Uh, even Jedi have to say something. I was going to say, he's not a Jedi, but even Jedi have to say something. <laughs> yeah. Huh. All right. All right. I guess we'll we'll hold on to those questions until later episodes then. Yeah. Right? But uh, yeah, that's it's just something to, to think about. Because there was also... 
Um, oh no, you know, I was thinking about next week's episode, but no, there, there wasn't something that I had for that. So never mind. <clears throat> I do um like when you know all these people are attacking um Jessica because she can't follow uh, Kilgrave. Um, she when the I wrote the redhead. I don't know if it's a redheaded man or woman, but when she gets attacked by a redheaded person, um, she's like, um, giving her a chokehold, and she then go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, and made me think of uh, last time we had mind control was Hulk hulking out and Tony Stark trying to punch him to sleep, saying, "Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep." <laughs> oh, that's right. By the way, Scarlet Witch, another way um to get mind controlled. That's right. Yeah. Not that she uses that power very often. <laughs> oh, um, other mind control. We saw it in season one of Agent Carter. I forgot that guy's name. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Leviathan guy. Um, Dr. Faustus. Yes. Yeah. Dr. Faustus. Yep. There's another mind control. Okay. And yeah. I feel like we should have a list. In, and we saw that in S.H.I.E.L.D., but they were using the Faustus method. They oh yeah, that's right. We should start a list. We won't, but we should. Yeah, it's right. It gives us something to say on air when we're when we're not sure where to go next. We just talk about this list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So the creepy collage. <laughs> oh yeah, this is so creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, in a dark room, for some reason. Also, not sure why. Mm. I mean. <laughs> It's to be like I think it's to be noirish because you know noir noir was in like thirties forties where you actually need a dark room to make photos, but they literally have the printer right there, so it's not mm-hmm. as big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just constantly printing too, like they just queued up a thousand pictures and they're well, just waiting. I, I mean that's pretty easy to do. Just that's print all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing the thing that gets me is the. One of her, her face blown up on different pages. That's a headache to do. Oh, yeah. Like, you got to try that. And then you have, like, so many different pages. And then what happens if you put it up and then you realize, ah, oh, now I put the wrong one here. Do you, like, switch it? Or do you print out or do you, like, reprint that one image again just cause, so that way it's good? Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, it's good that Kilgrave had mind-controlled slaves. Because otherwise he'd be doing that forever. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he was lucky, gotta say. Yep. <laughs> Always use the mic control slaves. No, might uh, might remove that. Probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's work to remove stuff. Like it's it's just not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So Jessica realizes she's basically been followed for a long time so even more creeped out than before before it was like mainly just fear that Kilgrave is back right now it's also the creep factory yeah Yeah. all right and then Jessica wakes up Simpson convincing him that he jumped off of the building and she caught him yep jumped through the air and caught him yeah which is strange for someone without superpowers yeah that's true and that's it for that do you have anything else for this Tony no, I'm I'm good. Unless we want to go back and talk about the bodega, which I so oh yeah, let's let's talk about that. Why not? We completely skipped over this thing. So this and, is and the repairman. Oh okay. So well here, hold on. Um, 
We'll go to my final section of the episode. Oh, we'll I, thought, about... I thought you said we were done. My bad. Um, right. Sorry. Yeah, done with that section. Well, here, here's the, the thing. Um, there was like a handful of things within this episode that I had no idea where to put because they were just one-offs. So uh, here's the description of this final section. Here is a list of things that I didn't know where to put anywhere else. Jessica sees Malcolm in an altercation with a guy on a bike. Jessica is woken up by the door fixers. Jessica tries to get a hold of the doctor from last week's episode, whose name I did not write down. Turns out he moved to India. And finally, the episode ends with Jessica uh, staring at a picture, trying to figure out who took the picture of her for Kilgore. Okay. All right. Well, first thing first, I think the real part of the show is the saga of the door. I mean, yeah, let's see. The, we're, this is episode three of the season. So in episode one, it was broken. Mm-hmm. Two, it was attempting to be broke or to be fixed. And now it was actually fixed in this episode. All right, yeah. so that's something. Cool. And then broken again because she didn't have the key and she had to break the lock to get into her, her apartment. Ugh, so there's that hassle too. So now she's got to pay for that to get fixed. Ugh. Yeah, and those guys have no customer service. No, no, they don't. Yeah, I mean, Jessica's not the nicest person or a nice person or has any niceness in her body. But they didn't have to come at her like that. (laughs) Yeah, they also could have shown up not three hours late. Yeah, but she was asleep anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But uh, I guess, I mean, they did a decent job and fixed the door. Mm -hmm. That's what it looked like, at least. So that's something. So... At the bodega, which I keep bringing up. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. The bodega, uh, you say? The bodega, where she's getting alcohol, which is so unlike her. But um, we hear the radio show, and they're talking about um, about hope, and then about how fed up with superheroes they are. And this gives us a little insight into what the wider world thinks about superheroes. But also, it's the radio show talk radio so it's like the angriest people in the world so it's probably not too accurate <laughs> probably very opinionated in one mm-hmm. side or the other mm-hmm. yeah they that's also, a good point yeah they also mentioned that um hope like heard voices like the son of sam heard voices i think that's what they say but um does that mean the son of sam's dog has superpowers maybe I mean, it's the MCU. Anything's possible. That's true. Was the Summer Sands dog Cosmo the dog that goes to space in Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, I don't know if those timelines fit up, because Cosmo was Russian. I mean, dogs can move. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just wondering, like, when was the whole Son of Sam thing? Was that the 70s? Yeah. Okay. And the dog was probably in the 60s. All right, that's what I assume, so... Maybe not. So the dog would have had to go up into space, come back down, land somewhere else, probably got got lost in the U.S., made his way around, did like a whole Homeward Bound sort of situation, yeah, eventually what... got back, and then got into another spaceship and went up to space. I mean, it's comics. It seems likely. Yeah, okay. All right, that's all I really had. <laughs> okay. Um, the the other thing I wanted to mention is uh, the the doctor from last week's episode, the guy Karada. who, huh? Doctor Karada. 
Yeah, there we go, Karada. So Jessica was trying to get a hold of him this uh, in this week's episode, and we find out that he moved to India. Yeah, he I was mean, smart. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. That's it. I just wanted to give him points for that. I mean, finally. I, I feel like I should still remove some points for uh, spending all this time still in New York. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give him we'll give him something. Yeah. May- no, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe he knows Bruce Banner because he was in India, but he was in India before this. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's true. Much, much before this. All right. Well, I guess uh, we're at we're at the end here, Tony. Um, are you ready to uh, to rate the episode? I'm thinking we'll rate it indoors. Indoors, working doors. Working uh, oh, doors. oh well. Um, to uh, you know, to accurately portray this episode, I must use a decimal because no door is complete when Jessica Jones is around. <laughs> that is true. I would give this a three. And three quarters of a door. I, I okay. liked it. I mean, I would thoroughly entertain, and it definitely set some stuff up. But it's definitely it's not, except for the end stuff with Simpson. It's not the most memorable episode. And it's not my go-to. Oh, this is my favorite moments in these episodes, or this episode. Okay, yeah, and I'm I'm pretty much in the same round. I was thinking three and a half mm-hmm. uh, for that, just because I wasn't gonna add an extra 0.25 or whatever number it was you actually three quarters you said yeah so okay yeah um i mean yeah pretty much the same it was you know the the thing i remember really liking about this this season was just how scary of an evil character Kilgrave is Mm -hmm. and um i don't know maybe it's like another episode or two away where we like get the full-on scariness of of what he can do, but uh, we got a bit of that in this episode, right? Like how methodical he is and everything. So, yeah. Yep. And the extent of his powers, like getting a guy to murder someone who's generally a good person. We find out later, murder someone, then commit suicide or think he murdered someone. Then think he's committing suicide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can uh, get people to do whatever. <laughs> All right. You ready to wrap it up? Yeah, I'm ready. Feel free right. to rap. Uh, no, I'll just read because I'm not going to rap. Uh, join us next time as we cover Jessica Jones, Season 1, Episode 4, a.k.a. 99 Friends. A lot of numbers in that. And remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind. And please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And as always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Jessica Jones, Season 1, Episode 3, a.k.a. It's Called Whiskey. Signing off. Have a marvelous day. Stop turning